This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. 8.18 after the Helderberg. It's time to hang out with the very lovely uh, frog champion of frogs everywhere. It's Alma Pollard, editor of the Green Times, eco-consultant and coach. Alma, when I saw your photograph on your story on the Green Times about the frogs, I was like, there's Alma! I got so excited to see your face. She's the... You know what? I didn't even know that my son had published that without <laughs> my permission. Go see Alma. They've taken a photograph of her for one of the stories, the champion of the frogs. You'll remember that from a few weeks ago. I mean, you've got such great stories currently on the Green Times. It's like you're churning out the good stuff for all of us. I got excited. There's a story about lychee farms. I love a lychee. Mm, and, uh, and it was even World Frog Day on I'd, the 20th of March. I thought we've spoken enough about frogs uh, for a while. Yeah, but there's some beautiful stories. Please don't miss it. The photography is always excellent. There are links to further read stories, to sign a petition if that's what the story is about. More information. It is really, you're not going to find a better place with all of the stuff to do with uh, environmental stewardship and the world around us is happening at thegreentimes.co.za. Today we're talking about recycling. Alba, you really opened my mind once last year when you were saying, you know these little tall slips and other scraps of paper we say, ooh, into the recycling, those things are falling through the gaps on the conveyor belt that's heading to the, where it's being processed, and it's not a clever thing to be recycling. We just think it's paper. Chuck it in. Even if it goes through the shredder, um, help us with a bit of paper recycling 101. Yeah, yeah. I thought we haven't really unpacked paper properly. So there's a couple of interesting new points here. Um, just on that issue of the tall slips, you know, on the conveyor belt, it's in, I used to take people to these recycling and to the waste transfer stations. It's mm. very educational to go there for a visit, by the way. That was part of my work in the past. And then you can see exactly physically how people have to deal with these little bits and pieces. So on the conveyor belt, there are people standing both sides with gloves on, and they're picking things off. Yeah. And the tiniest little scraps of paper is not worth their while picking up. So that's why it says here in this story also that, of course, office paper is grade one paper is really great recycling paper because it's virgin paper. So the fiber bonds are still strong, which makes it a higher grade of paper, but preferably not shredded, it says. Mm. And now we understand why, because you can imagine these tiny little shreds of paper all over the place, they're going to get swept and they're going to get dumped. There's no way they're going to get recycled. So one must always consider that there's a human being that has to deal with this. Mm. Now, in South Africa, we are very privileged in that we can throw all the four different types of recyclables together in one container if you have a service provider. Not so if you're going to go and deliver somewhere at a, at a, a drop-off point, maybe. You might have to separate into paper, glass, um, metal, and plastic. Yeah. Um, but remember, somebody has to separate this. So that's why when it comes to tool slips, I have a big issue with it, and lately, I'm very excited to see that they often even ask you, do you want to slip? Oh, yes. Because if you don't want to slip, then don't take it. I mean, if we could get to the point, I mean, if you use a card, those little amounts are recorded somewhere. You can always go and look on your statement if you want to know what those figures are. Mm. Or if you then bring it home and you write things down physically, which which I often still do if you if you need to, then you know put them all together and make them into a big thing. Maybe you can stick them on an A4 paper or whatever. 
But I would say ideally we need to get the, the, the tools to stop issuing all those little bits because also I've seen that if you say you don't want it, they still make it and they dump it into yes. a place. Yeah, they just throw it there underneath their feet. There's a bin. Yeah, so that doesn't help terribly much. Um, Elma, so, I just wanted to ask you, this story mentioned something that was again an eye-opener to me. It says people say we've got to recycle because we've got to save the trees, but that's not really what this is about. No, no, no. It's it's not about saving the trees. It's about saving the carbon. So what is so amazing about trees is that, you know, of course we know that trees absorb carbon and during their growth period, in and they take it out of the atmosphere, so they are cleaning the air and they are helping us with climate change. And that half of the dry weight of wood is carbon. But what I didn't know is that the carbon remains locked in the wood even when it's turned into construction materials or furniture or paper, mm. it remains in there. Even when it's recycled or reused, the yeah. carbon still remains locked up, which mm. is really cool and really important now. And it's only released if the wood rots or burns. So, you know, we need to keep our, our paper going for as long as possible because while it's doing that, we are protecting our climate. This is fascinating. Uh, so if, we, if we're done with paper, I, I'm going to ask a question here. We're talking about recycling. But isn't paper biodegradable? By, if I'm going to be throwing it into the general waste and it ends up at a landfill, isn't it going to get wet and isn't it going to just dissolve up into the soil? Which I know, as I've just said it, that just sounds like a bad yes, thing. And release the carbon, huh? Yeah, exactly right. So it's as it biodegrades. So, we're in so that's why that is relevant to do, but only if it's not good for recycling anymore. Because the longer we can keep it out of releasing carbon, the better. So that's why they say, you know, the really low-grade packaging that's already made with recycled materials. Yes. So that is your egg trays, for example. Mm. Um, those are better not to put into the recycling because they are such low-grade, the bonds are already so weak. Yes. So those are better to, it's always better to reuse things, number one. We do know that. So that must always be borne in mind. If there's something else you can do with a product instead of recycling, that's your first choice. But now with egg trays, I mean, I take them back to the market. I make sure they keep being reused. So you don't, when you crack an egg and you pour it mm. out, you don't pop it back into that tray because now you're dirtying the tray. Yeah then it can't be used again. So I make sure that they stay clean, they go back to wherever I get my eggs from, um, or for my own garden eggs, because I have those as well. Mm. Um, and then still, you can use them many, many times. And of course, children use them for craft, and you can make paper, paper mache out of it and so on. So it's only when it can't be reused or recycled that it, you can then tear things up also um, low-grade cardboard boxes and so on. You can tear them up and pop them into the soil if you want to. Yeah, that's quite clever. So, Elmer, yeah. what really happens to, and, and we don't have enough time to talk through all the kinds of paper that can be recycled, so I just want to encourage everyone. It's The Green Times. It's Paper Recycling 101 for Global Recycling Day is the name of the, of the, the story. 
there's a list, literally an infographics of everything that can be recycled. And for us, we have questions. Can it be? What do I do with this? Does this go with this? If I separate it, can the milk carton, it looks like it's got kind of a foily thing going on inside. Can, mm. What can I do with that? There's infographics and there's a very, very long list here. So please get onto the Green Times, run through this list. It really, really will help you. Even the stuff that's got wax on it or the stuff that had your dog foods in okay, it. Okay, so that's a, that is a key thing here. Yeah. Is that things with wax on can't be recycled. But things with plastic and foil on can. So you have to make, you have to make a distinction between a coffee cup that's wax lined, because you can't, you can't capture that, that wax again, and a, a milk or juice carton mm. that has a layer of plastic foil and paper. Because they put that through, we used to call that Tetra Pack, it's now called liquid board packaging. Oh. They put it through a process called hydropulping, and that reduces the paper back to pulp, and it separates the plastic and the foil. And then they turn those into um, crates, roof tiles, and furniture. Mm. So you have to know your materials. And so it's very important also to, to read on the box and see what it says there, what is it made of. But yeah, unfortunately, um, there are many things, wax-coated things, foil-lined things, laminated things can't be recycled, used cement or dog food bags, it's a big issue for us with animals. Mm. I mean, that needs to be addressed because don't we all have to buy dog food? Yes. Then there's this foil gift wrapping. I always avoid that. Normal paper gift wrapping, great, but not the foil one. And of course, carbon paper, but we don't really use carbon paper much anymore. And anything laminated, of course, use paper plates because all recycling must always be clean. So if anything can't be clean, you can't clean a paper plate then you know it's not recyclable. Of course, disposable nappies and tissues. Disposable nappies is a huge issue, yeah. a huge issue. And more and more, thank heavens, young people are using reusable nappies nowadays. It's, yes. a, it's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, we did that. I wonder how many nappies we had to wash as opposed to throwing away. And I, I wonder when someone's going to come up. There are, I mean, you pay, you know, two arms and three legs, Ahmed, you can get a disposable nappy that can be recycled. I'm not sure what it's got inside that that's possible, how it's made. But if anybody can come up with a way of sorting that, that problem out, I think they're, <laughs> they're going to. Yeah, but to... remember that single-use anything is never a good idea. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The list is extensive. It, it, it should hmm. be reused. Every piece of, every item that's been produced on this planet should be guarded as super precious because it's taken energy to manufacture. It's taken water to manufacture. So you don't want to have disposable things. You want things to be long-lasting. You mm. want to be able to hand your nappies down to the next generation. It must be so well made. And and you're getting them now. It's really, really awesome. They're like little panties. You just pull them on. It's <laughs> not like the big looker that we used to yeah. <laughs> It's easy, easy. Yeah, the change needs to be made. If you've got questions about recycling, paper, boxes, lick cartons, etc., it's all there. Beautiful infographics and extensive lists on thegreentimes.co.za. And the voice you've been hearing is Executive Director of The Green Times, eco-consultant and coach. It's the lovely Alma Pollard. And Alma, thanks for your time this morning. If you want to go and see what Alma looks like, go and check out the photography that's around the frog story also on The Green Times. <laughs> awesome. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Alma. Bye. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.